0: Welcome to done and done. I'm Alicia, your hostess on this journey, all things Dominic Dunn. We pick up our episode today in 1926 or so where we left off in yesterday's episode. We're going to ride this investigation today to the beginning of the custody trial into the year of 1934. There's a lot of ground to cover in this one worldwide. Lots of players, lots of movements, lots of machinations. And owe so many consequences to the choices that are made. Let's investigate. So, today, in picking our threads back up, we have our young widow, Gloria, now 21 with a two year old in tow traipsing about Europe, living off those interest payments from half of Reggie's 2.5 million of Reggie's inheritance that is set to go to baby Gloria. Again, those funds will travel further overseas than they will in the United States, and good times, at least for Gloria Sr. Gloria is with her twin, Thelma, who is now remarried to Marmaduke Furness, and Baby Gloria, by this time, is really mostly neglected by her mom. Mom's out having a great time, and baby kind of has a terrible childhood, with the lack of parental influences, at least. She's got a dead alcoholic father and a distant and neglectful mother. Not great for baby Gloria. Gloria Vanderbilt, as an adult, will say her mom was elusive, magical, unattainable, and extraordinary. She compares her to a butterfly, and I was always trying to catch her. A terrific quote here from Gloria Vanderbilt's book. Sometimes our hands touched, she will write, but then she would go away, down the long corridors of hotels, down staircases along avenues in her pale furs, snow sprinkled, disappearing into the velvet caverns of waiting cars, and borne away away, away, away. Would I ever see her again? Sad for a tiny child who doesn't understand much of what's going on around her. But baby Gloria does have a few things working in her corner. Number one, she has Dodo. Dodo is the best, most loyal nanny ever. She sleeps with Gloria every night because Gloria is afraid of the dark. Dodo is the maternal influence for Gloria growing up. Gloria also has Grandma Morgan, who's always watching out for her, too. But again, it's Dodo really who is the Vanderbilt nanny who's going to be the maternal influence for baby Gloria. Dodo is who she knows. Dodo takes care of all things young Gloria. From sleeping with her every night to the care and feeding and general upkeep. Dodo is everything. And Dodo is getting her orders straight from the Vanderbilts and from Grandma Laura Morgan. Remember, Laura Morgan is Mother Gloria's mom, who completely disapproves of everything her daughter is doing. She's scandalizing Europe and herself and the family name and oh, that poor child. Because see, Mama Gloria is keeping time with Prince Friedel Hohenloh, who is flat broke, charming, handsome, flat broke, and Mama Gloria is in love. And Grandma Morgan and all the Vanderbilts are really horrified that maybe Gloria is perhaps going to marry this man. They get engaged in 1927-1928. And sure... Prince Friedel is the great-grandson of both Queen Victoria and Tsar Alexander II. But this is La Scandal, number one at least. But wait, there's more. Because Mama Gloria's best friend, the Marchioness of Milford Haven, her name is Nada Mountbatten. These two, Mama Gloria and Nada, are BFFs. They're super close. They have all-night parties. They go on beach holidays together. They're always shopping. These two are doing everything, and I mean everything, together. La Scandal Part 2. Don't think it stops there, though. We have a scandal part three. Holy cats. Because Thelma, even though she married Marmaduke back in 1926, by 1929, Thelma is keeping time with another man. Not to be outdone by her sister, Thelma has found a prince as well. This one is the Prince of Wales, who will be the future Edward VIII. Thelma and Eddie meet in 1929, and by 1930, Thelma is joining the future king on private safaris, so a love affair is on. Dominic Dunn will write of Grandma Laura Morgan. He writes about her. She's a curious, strong-willed woman who disapproves of her daughter's flagrant lifestyle. Grandma Laura Morgan probably is not too thrilled with her other daughter either, but at least Telma has the cover of marriage that helps that affair out a little bit. But let's leave the twins here for a moment and see what's happening back in New York City with our Vanderbilt family as we're closing down the 1920s. In 1929, back in New York City, everybody's favorite pantswear and Aunt Gertrude will graciously offer 600 works. Of the American art that she has collected from her Greenwich Village Studio workspace, 600 works along with the several million dollar endowment, just giving it to the Metropolitan Museum of Art that they promptly, with no fuss and muss, turn down. Not a problem for Gertrude. She's going to just make her own museum, (laughs) the Whitney Museum. Affording the cost of the Whitney is going to become a little easier when Gertrude's husband, Harry Payne Whitney, passes away in 1930, dying at the age of 58 from pneumonia. With Harry Payne's passing, Gertrude is left about $30 million. So Gertrude, after 34 years of marriage, three kids who are fully grown is in her mid-50s. And now Gertrude is super free. Sure, she'll play the role she needs to for her family and the Vanderbilt name, but Gertrude's ready to have a little fun. Explore some of the other sides of her creativity, besides maybe just sculpture. It's time for Gertrude to bloom. I mean, along with funding the Whitney Museum of American Art, which will open in 1931 on West 8th Street. Now that proposed engagement the marriage for mama gloria does not work out with the german prince he instead in 1930 will marry princess margarita of greece and denmark who is the daughter of prince andrew of greece and his wife princess alice of battenberg making the german prince's new bride of course the sister of louis mountbatten Also, our fair German prince, Hohenlo, will become a full-fledged Nazi party member in 1937. So maybe it was good that one didn't work out. But by the turn of the decade, little baby Gloria, from the shuffling around, the lack of maternal care is sick. Tonsillitis sick. And mama and baby Gloria will return to the States for the young Gloria to have surgery and then recover. What you think Mama Gloria would be delighted to do, help her daughter recover and then get back across the pond to all of her high flying friends. But alas, the Vanderbilts and Grandma Morgan, too, are getting all the details from the baby, from the staff, and they're horrified. Europe is talking, America is talking, and maybe, just maybe, Gloria, you can leave the child here. We'll take care of her. Dodo can stay we got her. Why don't you just go back and do what you need to do? And Mama Gloria thinks that sounds just peachy keen. She'll head on back to Europe as a single lady, leaving her daughter in the care of the Vanderbilt family stateside. And sure enough, with a little love, with a little TLC, baby Gloria recovers. Her health improves, not only after the surgery, but also with the benefit of some structure of stability in her life. Gloria, now a kid, is enrolled in the Greenvale School and begins to, for the first time ever, live a little bit like a normal kid. She has safety, she has structure, she has stability, she has a schedule. And well, since the costs of the child care are now getting absorbed by the family and The family is in charge of those payments from the interest on that trust. Soon enough, Mama Gloria is only getting half the money that she was accustomed to. The Vanderbilts have made the overarching decision that since Gloria is not supporting her child, we will cut her payments in half. Well, that just ain't going to work for Mama Gloria, who will come back to the States to reclaim her money Huh, sorry, her daughter, who is not going to be relinquished by the family. See, Grandma Morgan and Dodo have worked quite a campaign here on two fronts. The first is with little Gloria, who by this time is eight, nine years old. She is already a susceptible child, terrified of most things, lack of security and stability. And Grandma and Dodo will push young Gloria to love her Aunt Gertrude hug her more, be nice to her. They do kind of a full frontal assault on the child and her mental workings. The second front that they're playing is also on Aunt Gertrude. Grandma Morgan and Dodo are filling Gertrude's head with all the details of the unfitness of Mama Gloria to caretake for the child. And you know, Gertrude, maybe you should just file for custody of young Gloria. Now, I want you to keep in mind here that little Gloria is staying with her aunt in the room next door to Gertrude's bedroom at the Wheatley Hills Country Home in Long Island. This bedroom that Gloria is staying in once belonged to her uncle, Harry Payne, so passed away Harry Payne, and nothing has been changed in the room since his death a few years before. Nothing At all is accommodated for a child of 10. So there's brown curtains and brown carpeting and horse prints on the wall. Gloria is not going to get her own bedroom until she is 15 years old, friends. Poor little rich girl indeed. Mama Gloria, back across the pond, payments cut in half, is getting wind of all this treachery and she's going to get back to New York City with a quickness and immediately file a court petition seeking official guardianship. Why would Mama Gloria need to do this? It all goes back to her age in question when baby Gloria was born. See, Mama Gloria was under 21 when the baby was born, as well as under 21 for the death of her husband. So Mama Gloria will come back to fight for her kid, thinking this legal round of paperwork will clear it all up. But this is where Gertrude, having been hooked, lined, and sinkered by Grandma Morgan and Dodo, will oppose Gloria's paperwork filing in court, refile a counterclaim that, yes, in fact, Mama Gloria is an unfit mother. This legal wrangling is coming at the end of 1933, the very beginning parts of 1934. And just a few more things to talk about before we close down today's episode. We need to go back and check on Thelma for a moment, because by 1933, Thelma and Marmaduke Furness are divorcing. They don't have a happy marriage, and more than likely because of Thelma's outright adultery with not only the Prince of Wales, future Eddie VIII, but also Ali Khan might have taken the toll on that marriage. The Marvelous Morgans, right? But Gloria needs her twin sister for this trying time in her life. She's battling for her child. And it is in January of 1934 that Thelma will leave England and travel to New York City to be able to support her sister for the year that's coming up within the trial. Thelma makes a crucial error in judgment at this time because if she goes to America, who on earth will keep the Prince of Wales company. Thelma invites her friend, Wallace Simpson, to keep her sweet prince company for the time that she's over supporting her sister. Wallace, if you could just look after my little man. And off Thelma goes in January. And sure enough, by March 1934, Thelma is out of the prince's affections and Wallace is in. At least on the part of the Prince of Wales, maybe unbeknownst to Wallace. The trial hasn't even started. That's not going to start till the fall of 1934. But during these months, Wallace will write to her aunt about being left in charge of the little man. And she fully thinks that she is simply comedic relief for the prince. She doesn't know that he's falling for her. However, by the time Thelma returns to England... When it is all said and done, Telmo will no longer be the prince's girl. One other piece of sad news here in the spring of 1934 that really does steal Gertrude in a different kind of way. Her mother, the family matriarch, Alice Claypool Vanderbilt, will pass away April 24th, 1934. This will happen in the preparation stage for the custody battle that in just a few short months is going to captivate the nation. After her mother's passing, Gertrude really is the matriarch of her family now. And I think Gertrude thinks she is doing what is best for all players involved in our story. Everyone has a motivation. Everyone has an angle. And it is fully into the year 1934 and the custody trial and its aftermath, where we will resume our investigation in tomorrow's episode, friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode today. And until we meet again tomorrow, stay curious and keep on investigating. Thanks for listening to the Done and Done podcast, a Hemlock Creatives production. You can email us at doneanddone@gmail.com. at gmail.com